Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Epic. So glad you're here with us today. If you're new, my name is Trent. I'm one of the pastors on staff here at Epic. And today we're in part three of a series called Decisions. And in this series, we're trying to learn how to make great God-honoring decisions because nothing impacts us more than the decisions that we make. Nothing impacts us, nothing impacts the people around us more than those decisions that we make on a consistent basis. Nothing impacts us more for a moment. Nothing impacts us more for a lifetime. Nothing impacts us more for eternity than the decisions that we make. And so it's so important for us, especially if you're a Christ follower, to learn how to make great God-honoring decisions. And so we're trying to, to learn how to do that in this series. Now, as we begin today, let me ask you a question that I asked last week, and, and here was kind of the question. When you get to the end of your resources and you're, you're trying to make a difficult decision, you're not sure what to do, you're not sure how to, how to answer this thing or make this decision, how many of you wish that God would just clearly tell you what you should do? Let me see you raise your hand. Okay, like most of us. If you didn't raise your hand, you probably wanted to, um, just weren't brave enough. Uh, so most of us want that. Most of us want God to clearly speak. Wouldn't it be awesome if God would grab his megaphone? Like here you are, you're like, like you need to make a financial decision. Wouldn't it be awesome if God just grabbed his megaphone, spoke your name and said, this is how to make that financial decision. You know, like if you didn't wreck your car, if you're driving when that happened, you're like, maybe you would hear it. Uh, wouldn't that be awesome if God spoke that way? Or wouldn't it be great if God grabbed his iPhone and sent you a text message, you know, like, hey, today's the day. I'm going to send him a text message to help them solve that relational problem. Or wouldn't it be great if God emailed you? the answer to that medical decision that you need to make. And, you know, I'm not sure that God speaks through email. It's kind of old school. Um, so maybe he, like, would speak through Twitter, maybe, you know, Instagram. I'm not sure. Like, whatever, you know, way you use social media, maybe God would, would speak that way. But wouldn't it be awesome if God did that? Well, if you've ever wished that God would speak in any kind of form like that, I've got great news for you. I have found the answer for us, how God speaks to us today. And it's through a product called Answer Me Jesus. All right, so it's similar to the Magic 8-Ball, if you understand the Magic 8-Ball, but it's like on a whole nother holy level. It's like really, really cool. So if you need to make a, a difficult decision, you're not sure what to do, the, the Answer Me Jesus has got your answer. If, if you don't know what to do about a relational situation, you just grab that, ask the question, shake it up, look at the bottom, and there is your answer. God reveals his divine answer to you in that moment. And uh, if, if you want to know, we have this really cool special offer for you in the back. They're on sale for three easy payments, $19.99. And if you buy in the next five minutes, we're throwing in a second one for free. You can give it to a friend who's you know, making a difficult decision. They don't know what to do. So obviously, you can tell I'm just being super sarcastic. Uh, but wouldn't it be awesome if God spoke that way? Anybody remember the Magic 8-Ball? Like you used to play with one or you still have one or whatever. Okay, so a lot of us are familiar with the Magic 8-Ball. I couldn't believe that they were still on sale in Walmart. And I found it and I thought, man, this is amazing. And one of the things that, that got me to buy it was the slogan that says, solving life's dilemmas since 1950. <laughs> I, you didn't know the answer to all those difficult questions that you have is in the Magic 8-Ball. It's the thing that, you know, that you played with years ago. It's got your answers. 
And then I found that when I was looking for this, I found the answer me, Jesus. And I thought, how fantastic is that, that we would take a cheesy product and Christians would make an even cheesier product. Like, just imagine Christians doing that. I just can't imagine that we would do that. But so here we, we have this, this strange uh, toy that we play with. And I thought this morning it'd just be fun to ask it a question. So my question is, should our youth uh, director, Cody Anderson, shave the faux hawk that he's got and go bald so he'd be cool like the other pastors? So I don't know. Let's just see what it has to say. Outlook not so good. Cody, apparently you can keep your faux hawk. So we know that God doesn't speak in those ways, but often we wish that he would be super clear to us. And what we learned last week is that what we want from God is that clarity. When we get to the end of our resources, we don't know what to do. We want God to just tell us what to do. We don't want God to always tell us what to do because there's moments where like, I'm good, don't, don't need your input. Um, but then there are moments where like, I need some input, would you clearly speak to me? And God comes along and tells us something different. So we looked at James chapter one, verse five last week where it says, if you need wisdom, if you wanna know what God wants you to do, ask him and he will gladly tell you. So for us, we interpret that and say, God, give me a direct answer. And God says, I want to give you wisdom, something different. It's different than just telling you what to do all the time. I want you to learn to be a person of wisdom. That doesn't happen if God just always says, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. It happens through a conversation, a conversation with God where we learn from him, where we learn to develop the wisdom that he has to offer, where we learn to use that wisdom that he has to offer. It comes out of an ever-growing relationship with the creator of the universe. So that's what God wants for us, is a great relationship with him where we can learn wisdom. Now, one of the ways, the primary ways that God teaches us wisdom is through speaking to us. If you think that's how wisdom is handed down generation to generation, it's through a conversation. So if you have uh, young people in your life that you would like them to learn some things that you've learned, probably you're going to have a conversation with them about that. And hopefully they'll, they'll learn and they'll navigate their life and maybe avoid some of the things that, that you weren't able to avoid in your life or learn some of the things that you have learned in your life. So today we're going to handle the, the tough subject of how God speaks to us. And as a pastor, that's probably one of the, the most prominent questions that I get asked is, hey, how does God speak? And how do I know if God is speaking directly to me? So we're going to try to answer that today. We'll, we'll actually look at uh, two uh, things today, two ways that God speaks to us, and then we'll look at several more next week. And I think there are, are at least four primary ways that God speaks to us. And so in the next couple of messages, we're going to unpack that together. Now, the first way that God speaks is found in Proverbs chapter 2. And if you've been reading along with us in this series, we've been using Proverbs as kind of the backdrop to this series. And so uh, we, we read Proverbs chapter 2 this past week. And, uh, or no, you were in uh, Proverbs 6 or 7 through 13, something like that. Well, Last week on Sunday, we read through Proverbs chapter two. So we're gonna pick up from there again and see one of the primary ways that God speaks to us. And as we read this passage, I want you to listen to the action statements, the things that we are supposed to do. And I want you to answer, are you doing those? Okay, so let's read this together. My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom. Concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight. Ask for understanding. Search for them as you would silver. Seek them like hidden 
treasure. So the question for all of us, is that how you pursue wisdom? Do you ask for it? Do you search for it? Do you tune your ears for it? Like when you're at, going throughout your week, when, you, when you're at work and you're listening to people talk, are you listening for wisdom? Are, are you hearing somebody talking going, yeah, that, that sounds like God's wisdom? Or are you going, I don't know that that sounds like wisdom. Are you t- tuning your ears like you would tune a radio, fine tune a radio and try to find that, that right station? Are you tuning your ears to find that wisdom that God has to offer. That's how we develop wisdom. And that's what God wants from us. And verse five tells us that if we do those things, then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord. That's something that we looked at at the beginning of this series. And if you've missed the past few weeks, I encourage you to go to our website and you can listen to those messages again. They kind of build in in a direction. Um, But as we are searching for wisdom, then we can begin to understand what fear of the Lord means and we can gain knowledge of God. So we can get information out of that, learn how to make great God-honoring decisions as we are searching for wisdom. And verse six says, for the Lord grants wisdom. God loves to give wisdom to people who are asking for it and searching for it. So as we do that, God will guide us and he will give us the wisdom that we need. Now, verse six continues by telling us the first and primary way that God communicates to us. And it continues by saying, from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So from his mouth is a reference to God's written word. It's a reference to the Bible. So the first and primary way that God communicates to all of us today is through the Bible. On so many subjects, God has already spoken. In the Bible, God has spoken about dating, marriage, parenting, purity, finances, politics, suffering, forgiveness, resolving conflict, divorce, failure, success, death, grieving, sexuality, work, singleness, doubt, heaven, and hell, and more. God has spoken on so many subjects in the Bible and maybe that difficult decision that you have to make, that thing that's keeping you up at night that you're wrestling with, maybe the answer is already recorded in the the Bible for you. And maybe all that we have to do is read the Bible to understand what God has already said. If you're a Christ follower, that's what we're supposed to be doing on a regular basis, reading the Bible and applying it to our lives. That's how we learn God's wisdom. That's how we learn to, to live the way God wants us to live. That's how we learn to make decisions that honor him. Listen to 2 Timothy 3.16. It says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. So through the Bible, God guides us in our journey of learning wisdom. Another verse in the Bible says that that God's word is like a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And so if you get the concept of maybe you're out camping and and it's nighttime and you got to run to the restroom or something and and you need a light to help guide you through the the woods, Uh, you pick up a a lantern uh, or a flashlight and a lantern, it works well in the concept of of, uh, that passage out of the Old Testament. So you think of a lantern. So you pick up a lantern and it's nighttime out there and anybody worried about stepping on snakes or alligators like I am, I need a light to walk through the woods at night. So if you're carrying a lantern, that lantern illuminates the general area that's around you. It doesn't illuminate everything. 
It, it doesn't show you the, the path for the rest of your life. It just shows you the next few steps. And so you pick up the lantern and you walk and you're able to see, oh, careful there. You know, I could trip over that log. I could step on that snake. And, and it guides you to where you want to go. God's word is just like that. It guides us. Through God's written word, it illuminates our lives and the path around us and the next few steps that we should take. Then 2 Timothy uh, verse uh, chapter 2, verse 15, challenges us to work hard so that you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed, and one who correctly explains the word of truth. So as we're reading the Bible, if you're a Christ follower, we need to be reading the Bible on a regular basis. We need to be applying it to our lives. As we do that, that's how we learn God's wisdom. That's how God can use the Bible to guide us through our lives. And we can learn how to correctly explain the Bible, correctly interpret the Bible for ourselves and for other people around us. So it's kind of like saying somebody else doesn't have a flashlight and they're up in the middle of the night and they're walking in the dark. We can use the Bible to help shine some light into their world and help them on their journey as well. Now, if you're new to the Bible, I, I understand that the Bible can be very overwhelming. Uh, if, if you pick it up and start reading from the beginning, like you would any other book, you would start in Genesis and you would see some pretty cool things happen. You would get into Exodus and you'd be going, wow, God is pretty amazing. You would get into Leviticus and you'd go, wow, God is confusing. Like, what? like, I don't get it. What, what's he saying? What's that mean? You get into numbers, and if you didn't fall asleep in numbers and then quit altogether, like, way to go. You made it, you made it through the difficult spot. So often people begin, the, the, begin reading the Bible at the beginning, and then they get distracted. They get discouraged. They go, I don't understand it. Apparently, it's just for you know, the professionally trained, and then they back away from it. But that's not what God wants for us. So I understand that it can be a confusing book. So here's what I recommend. If you are new to the Bible... What I recommend as you come into church on Sundays is I recommend that you pick up a copy of our Spiritual Growth Challenge. So it's just a one-page document that we make available each week. It's at our Connection Center. So as you're coming in, just grab one of those. And as you look at this, it's got some prayer resources on there. For this message today, I've got some, uh, some book recommendations for you when it comes to prayer. And then there's a Bible reading plan. There's some questions for you to, to ask yourself or maybe with another uh, a small group of people, maybe in a small group you're in or at work or at home. Uh, we even have a section here of our worship songs. So sometimes people are asking like, hey, I want to get more familiar with the songs that we sing here at church and how I can pull that into my life uh, throughout the week, uh, there's some songs there that tell you the songs that we're singing on Sunday and how you can listen to them throughout the rest of the week. So what I encourage you to do is grab this, grab a pen, come in and sit down. Then when you sit down, take notes. Uh, just flip it over. There's a whole back page. It's blank. Just start taking notes. Write down the Bible passages that are there. Write down things that stand out to you in the message. Write down the confusing things that I might say that you got to talk to somebody else and say, like, what did he say? What do you mean by that? That was weird or things you're going to email me about and say, hey, let me email him and get clarity on that. So just spend time writing stuff down that will help you throughout the week. And then throughout the week, just start reading through the Bible reading plan. The things that you had written down, the Bible verses that came to mind or Bible verses that we had read here on Sunday, just spend time processing your way through that. And you'll be amazed at how much you can learn in a relatively short amount of time if you'll just dedicate some time to reading the Bible on a regular basis. 
So I think that's an easy tool for all of us. Again, this was not meant to be an exhaustive Bible study. It's just a next step that'll help us move forward in our understanding of how God speaks through the Bible. Now, if you don't have a Bible, I recommend you grab one. So we've got some at the back of each seating section. They're paperback. They're our free gift to you. Um, Want to make sure that everybody has a copy of the Bible that they can use. If you use like online stuff, uh, one of the online apps that I recommend is YouVersion. Y-O-U is how it's spelled, version. And there's a lot of great uh, translations on there that you can use on your smartphone or on your computer. And if you're looking for a translation, the translation that I recommend people start with is the New Living Translation. I recommend that because of its user-friendliness, its reader-friendliness. And so uh, that's what we recommend on Sunday. That's what we use on Sundays. So again, I encourage you to grab one of those, grab a Bible, and throughout the week, spend your time reading. Now, If you aren't new to the Bible, here's a few questions for you. Are you reading it enough? Are you reading it on a regular basis? It's God's truth source. It's how God guides us in our lives. And sometimes if you uh, have a history of, of being in the Bible, reading the Bible, sometimes we can get to a spot where we drift a little bit from that. And we just say, I'm just so busy. I don't know if I have time to read the Bible. So are you reading it? A follow-up question from that is, are you applying it? Like, are you applying what the Bible says? I grew up in a church culture that had this definition of wisdom, this definition of spiritual maturity was the amount of Bible knowledge you knew. So if you knew a lot of Bible knowledge and you knew it for a long time, people around said, wow, like you're super spiritually mature and that you're really wise. But the more I've grown in my relationship with God, the more I've understood that just knowing a lot of Bible knowledge does not mean you're wise. It does not mean you're spiritually mature. Bible knowledge plus application equals wisdom. Bible knowledge plus application equals growing maturity. So if we're not applying what the Bible says, we're not doing what God is asking of us and we're not growing in wisdom. So are you reading the Bible enough and are you applying what you are reading? Now, we are going to transition So that's how God speaks. The first and primary way God speaks to us is through the Bible. We're going to transition into another way that God speaks to us today. And this second way that God speaks is very intimidating to a lot of people. Uh, If you're in a small group and this subject comes up, uh, often like people feel like they're going to pass out if if they get asked to do this. Or uh, if you're a Christian and at work and other people at work, your coworkers know that you're a Christ follower, this gets to be a really awkward time in in your own life at at work. Uh, Sometimes we feel like this is only for the professionally trained, that only professionally trained people like pastors or priests should be even doing this thing. And if you're not careful, this thing can even catch your clothes on fire. So if you are trying to figure out the spiritual implications from that clip into what I'm talking about, there aren't any, okay? I'm, I'm always trying to figure out how I can get stupid movies into our messages, and uh, that was one way. Nacho Libre, so you know, I, I recommend you watch it. Now, uh, for many of us, prayer is that intimidating thing. And we think, like, I'm not so sure how to do that. I'm going to say the wrong thing. I'm, not, I'm kind of weirded out on the whole concept of, of actually talking to God. But if we understand that God intended prayer to be a conversation, a conversation between us and him, 
And if we get past the, the weird out factor of actually having a conversation with God, I think we can begin to understand that it's about a conversation between two great friends or a conversation between a loving parent and a child. That's what God wants prayer to be. And so God wants to talk to us. He wants to hear from us. And that happens through prayer. Now, there are two primary parts to prayer. There's talking and then there is listening. And some of us have our conversation with God out of whack uh, in, in that we talk all the time. We do all the talking for the conversation. Um, anybody in a relationship with somebody like that who talks all the time, don't point at them or anything right now. But it, it, it's a little frustrating to be in a conversation with somebody, a relationship with somebody, and you can't get it a word in edgewise. Like they're always talking and talking and talking and talking. It's a frustrating relationship to be in. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, some of us engage relationships and we don't talk. Anybody been in a relationship? You're in a relationship with somebody else and they don't talk? Like they don't contribute to the conversation? Well, God wants us to do this fair exchange thing. It's where we talk and we listen. We've got a good balance of both things. That's how great relationships are built. They're built upon us talking to each other and listening to each other and really learning how to strengthen that relationship. Now, this might surprise you, but I can't say that I am super great at praying. And I can't say that I fully understand how God works through prayer. And uh, that might be super encouraging or discouraging to you hearing your pastor say that. I'm not sure how you feel about that. But the reality is, I'm still learning how to pray. Sometimes when I'm having a conversation with God, sometimes I just talk way too much. And I feel like God's going, like, this is what you're doing all day long. And this is what I want you to do. Just be quiet for a minute. And confessions of a pastor this morning, okay? So sometimes prayer is the last thing I think to do. Sometimes I think I got a plan, I got to all figure out, I'll do all these things. And then I get to a spot where I can't make the decision. Or I don't know how to, how to resolve it. And I get to the end of myself and my wife, who's like super awesome, super spiritual woman comes along and says, hey, have you prayed about that? And my honest answer sometimes is no, I haven't. Like, I haven't. Like, why don't I think about that more? You should lead the church, because apparently I can't. So I, I don't have this prayer thing figured out. But I do know that God speaks powerfully through prayer. I know that. I know that God works powerfully through prayer. I've seen that in my own life. I've, I've watched God work in me and through me through prayer. Now, I'm going to tell you a story about a time where God spoke to me specifically through prayer. I had a tough uh, job decision to make. I wasn't sure what to do, and God guided me. But let me just be clear about something. If you're new to prayer, some, sometimes we Christians say things that are, that are a little bit weird, and, and new people are like, what does that mean? Like, I'm not so sure what to do with that. One of the things is when we say God speaks to me. So you might be thinking like, hey, are you hearing God's audible voice? Like, is he grabbing the megaphone and telling you directly? And we think, oh, that's that's apparently what I'm supposed to be hearing. Uh, but for me, this is just for me, I don't hear God's audible voice, okay? Uh, I hear a thought. Uh, many times it's my voice and God uses my voice to, to communicate to me. I get a thought, I get a statement. And many times God will use the Bible. So a Bible verse will come to my mind. So God will use a Bible verse to, to guide me on the journey. So again, just as we're talking about how God speaks, um, I don't hear an audible voice, but God speaks powerfully 
to me, and sometimes very clearly to me. So a number of years ago, I was in a job that I was just tired of. I didn't want to be there anymore. I kind of done everything that I could do in that job. And so I was looking for the next thing and I needed to make a difficult decision. How do I get out of this job and into the next career that I want to be in? Has anybody been in that spot or in that spot? A number of us know what that's like. So I began this journey of talking to God and asking him what I should do and just saying, God, I'm searching for your wisdom. Please speak to me. Please guide me. I I tripped into a whole lot of complaining in that time. Like, I hate my job. I want out and all that kind of stuff. So I won't ask for a raise of hands if you do that. But uh, so I was in that tension of praying and complaining. And one day I felt like God clearly spoke to me and it was through the radio. So I was driving home, listening to a radio program and this uh, radio program came on and had a Christian psychiatrist on there. And when I heard this Christian psychiatrist talking, I, I was in the field of counseling at the time. And so I heard that and I thought, that's it. God is using this program to tell me I need to be a Christian psychiatrist. I was super excited. So I went home and I told Tammy, I said, listen, God has spoken. He's answered my prayer. God wants me to be a Christian psychiatrist. And she said, a Christian what? And she came closer and smelled my breath, make sure I wasn't drinking or anything. And so I couldn't, and I told her like, I'm not drunk. I'm telling you, I feel like God has spoken to me. So I got real busy looking at schools that I needed to to potentially apply to, all the prereqs that I'd have to do. And for two weeks, I was so excited, but I could not sleep. I was restless every night. And I I got kind of worn out by that, and it, it caused another conversation with God. God, I don't understand what's happening. I felt like you had spoken clearly to me. Now, why can't I sleep? I, I would think that I would be able to sleep now that I had this clarity from you. And the statement that came back to me after that was I felt like God said, stop all your planning. Step back from all your planning. That confused me. Like, what what does that mean, God? Like, I felt like you guided me. I felt like you were clear. And now you're saying step back from that? That's confusing. So I was kind of sick of the, the restless night thing. So I stopped all my planning. A couple of weeks after that, I could sleep. I had a, a lot of restful nights. And that confused me even more. I said, God, okay, now here we are back at square one. I thought you spoke and, and it seems like maybe you didn't. So now what do I do? What are you communicating to me? Another thought that came to me, it felt like God said, finish your master's degree in counseling. When I heard that, I felt like I had the clarity that I needed. I was super excited about that. And guess what else? I could sleep at night. I had this thing that I didn't have when I felt like God spoke through the radio. I had peace. I had this thing that Philippians chapter four talks about. And listen to this. Philippians chapter four, starting in verse six, it says, don't worry about anything, anything. Don't worry about anything. So you know that thing that you're worrying about? That thing that you don't know how to decide or you don't know how it's gonna play out? That job thing, that medical thing, that relationship thing? God says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. So God wants us to pray about those things. Begin a conversation with him. Verse six continues and it says, tell God what you need and thank him for all that he's done. So sometimes we get in the spot and we just tell God what we need. I need this and now I need this and now I need this and God, you're not doing this and I want you to do this. And God says, listen, tell God what you need. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a part of conversation. But thank him for all that he's already done. Just pause and say, God, thank you. 
You've worked in my life in so many ways. Thanks for speaking. Thanks for working. Thanks for wanting to engage a conversation with me. Verse 7 says, Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Now, I didn't fully understand what all that meant as far as me going back to school and finishing my my graduate degree. I didn't know all that. All I knew is that God had shown me the next step and I had peace. And through that, God began began to open some doors for me. So he opened a door for my wife and I, and, and we had two, our two oldest kids were little at the time, and God opened a door for us to move back to Virginia for me to finish that degree. Through that, God used that two years after that to bring us back here and to get involved in ministry. Now, here's the, the, the reason why I was glad at the moment that God didn't show me through a spotlight what was in the future. If you would have told me when I left here in 1998 that two years later I would come back and begin working in ministry, I would have said, not going. I'm not doing that. There's several things I've never wanted to do in my life. One was work at a church and two was be a pastor. Like right now, I'm doing both of those things, okay? If you're not sure what my role is here. So uh, I, I didn't want that, that uh, projection of the future. God just showed me the next few steps. And, and I might get into that next week, talking about that journey of, of God working through this whole thing of, of ministry. But God will guide us. God will guide us through prayer if we'll begin this conversation of talking and listening. It's an ongoing conversation. It doesn't stop. And God will show us the next few steps on the journey. Now, let me be clear about something. I want to clarify something between how God speaks through the Bible and how God speaks in prayer. Uh, Listen to this. God will never tell us something in prayer that contradicts what he has already said in the Bible. Okay, let's, let's let that settle for another moment. God will never tell us something in prayer that contradicts what he has already said in the Bible. God doesn't work that way. Sometimes we get that backwards. Sometimes we think, oh man, God clearly spoke or God spoke through the radio or God did this and so I know for sure this is what God wants me to do. And sometimes somebody will tell me something, they'll say, hey, this is how I feel like God spoke and this is what I'm supposed to do. And if it contradicts what God has said in the Bible, my thought is, or my response to them is, God did not say that. You might've wanted God to say that. Your emotions might have led you to think God was saying that. That pizza you ate last night might be the motivator for why you think God wanted you to do that. But God did not say that. God will not tell you something through prayer that contradicts what he said through scripture. So we've got to always back up what we're hearing in other ways that God communicates through scripture. Again, super important. That's why it's so important for us to be reading the Bible while we are learning how to pray so we can confirm what God is saying to us. I hope that's clear. Now, uh, when it comes to a conversational prayer, uh, some of us aren't sure how to do that. Some of us don't know what to do. Some people grew up in an environment where um, you, you learned rote prayers. And so it was just about checking off a box and saying specific words and not actually having a conversation with God. So if you're new to this whole conversational prayer thing, what I encourage you to do is start. Just start. The best way to learn how to have a conversation with God is to have a conversation with God. 
So just begin. And don't worry about you know, all the complexities of that. Don't worry about whether you're in your right position or not or wearing the right clothes or you know, you're doing the whatever thing right. Or Just begin a conversation with God. God wants to hear from you. God wants to talk to you. So begin this week talking to God and listening to him. If you're in a small group, I encourage you to learn from other people that may be a little farther down the road in their lives when it comes to prayer. So if you got somebody in your group um, or somebody in your life who, who does pray and does have conversational prayer, listen to them. Listen to how they pray. And then when you have opportunities, which you do have opportunities all the time, take them. Pray. Talk to God. Frustrating thing happening at work? Talk to God about it. God, I don't know what to do with this. Help me understand how to do this. And listen to what he might want to say to you. So, so just start. If you aren't new to prayer, let me ask you a few questions about your prayer life. Is prayer the first thing or the last thing that you think of? Is it the first thing? I got to talk to God about that. Or do you go, somebody says, have you talked to God about it? And your answer is, eh, no, I haven't. Like I, I need to. How are you doing at listening to God? Do you talk way too much in your conversation? Do you listen enough? Or maybe, maybe you aren't actually talking to God. Maybe you and God aren't, aren't on speaking terms right now. Maybe something happened. Maybe life got real busy. And you would be honest, if you'd be honest, maybe you'd say, you know what, I haven't spoken with God in months. Maybe years. So God wants to speak to you. God wants you to break your silence. He wants to hear from you. So how are you doing in your prayer life? We're going to give you an opportunity to have a conversation with God through prayer um, as this the last song uh, is, is played by our worship team. And in just a minute, I'm going to pray, and then our worship team will come out and guide us through the song. And I encourage you to do one of two things. So if you typically spend all your time talking to God and you don't listen, I encourage you to use the context of this next song, the time frame here, to just listen to what God might want to say to you. What might he want to say? I don't know. But listen. Let him speak to you. God wants to talk to you. He wants to guide you. He wants to grow the relationship. He wants to teach you wisdom. So just listen during this next song. Maybe you're on the other end of the spectrum. Maybe you haven't spoken to God in a long time or ever. God would love for you to break your silence. God would love to hear from you. So if that's you during this song, I encourage you to have a conversation with God. Just say, hey God, it's me. Begin talking to him. Tell him where you've been. If you need to ask for forgiveness for your distance, tell him that and re-engage this conversation with him. He wants to start a conversation again with, with you that happens every day, an ongoing conversation. So today, in the context of this song, begin that. If you need prayer today, if you would love to pray with someone, if like, you'd say, like, I need help talking to God, would somebody else help me do that? We're going to have some people in the back that would love to do that. They, they'll be wearing a prayer sticker, so if you see somebody in this corner with a prayer sticker on, just go up, and during this final song, they would love to pray with you and for you. So let's pray together, and then our worship team will come out. God, I'm so grateful to know that you speak to us, and you want to speak to us. Lord, it's so profound. It makes Christianity so amazing. 
is that the creator of the universe wants a personal relationship with us. You want to guide us, like a loving parent guides his kids. So, Lord, uh, we're all, all in different places in our relationship with you. Some of us are not in a relationship with you. And, and I think the thing you're saying to them today is, hey, start a relationship with me. Others of us have maybe a strained relationship with you, and uh, you want us to, to rebuild that. Some of us haven't talked to you in a long time. You want us to break the silence this morning. Lord, for some of us, the answer for that difficult decision, you've already given it. It's in the Bible. And we just haven't spent the time in it to read it to, to know what you've said. Or we're just so new to it, we're not even sure where to look. But Lord, you love to give us wisdom. You love to speak to us. You love to guide us. And it happens through an ongoing conversation with you that lasts a lifetime. So Lord, we need to learn how to read your Bible and apply it to our lives. We need to learn how to talk to you and how to listen to you. So Lord, I pray today in this moment that you would speak to us. Some of us just need to listen. Lord, others of us need to break the silence and we need to re-engage a conversation with you. You're waiting. So Lord, whatever we need to do, Give us the courage and strength to do that, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey there, welcome to Epic. I'm Chris, and I'm gonna take a few minutes to tell you what's going on here at Epic. If you're new with us, we're so glad that you're here. Thanks for checking us out. If you'd like to get more information about who we are, please stop by our Connection Center on the way out. We'd love to meet you and give you some information about Epic. Our student ministry surge is about to go to camp next month, and you might be wondering how you can help invest in the lives of our students. Well, here's your opportunity. We want to invite you to be part of this life-changing experience by sponsoring a student going to camp. So if you'd like to make a donation, you can either note Summer Camp Sponsorship on the memo line of your check or in the space provided when you give online. Well, it may seem early, but we're already thinking about the 4th of July, and Epic is putting together a float for the Flagler Beach Parade, and we want you to be part of showing our community that we're for Flagler. So bring a bag of hard candy, and we can pass it out as we're on the parade route. It's a ton of fun for the community. And then, mark your calendars and come out and cheer on the float as it heads down A1A on July 4th. The Connection Center will be collecting the bags of candy all through June. If you call Epic home and you want to be a part of what we're doing to reach our community and lead people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ, there are two ways to give. Either through the giving boxes behind each of the seating sections or securely online at theepicchurch.com. Well, those are our announcements for today. To find out more about what's going on at Epic, like us on Facebook or check out our website, theepicchurch.com. Enjoy the rest of service.